With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From high atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. Welcome into Celtics Express, another playoff edition. As always, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. The Express team always aiming to bring you all the stats, sound, and sexy you can handle in under 20 minutes. You can find us where you found us on Twitter at Celtics Express as a member of the wildly popular Off the Glass family at otgbasketball.com. Of course, track us down on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio as well. No place like home, that's what they say. That certainly has been the case for this first-round matchup between the Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics. The road team unable to win yet. The Bucks continuing that with a 97-86 win over the Celtics in Game 6 Thursday night to force that Game 7 in the first-round series. That'll be Saturday night in Boston. Milwaukee hasn't won a playoff round since 2001 when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Bucks held Boston to just 37% shooting at the Bradley Center as the C's offense continued to sputter. Celtics head coach Brad Stevens. When we don't play with super effort defensively and super connectivity um, and we don't move the ball, we're going to go on some major lulls. And those lulls, you know, our margin is what it is. Those lulls will beat us. Jason Tatum put up 22 points on 6 of 14 shooting. Terry Rozier adding 18 points, 7 and 5 for the Celtics. Marcus Smart with a sophomore slump in Game 6, if you will, after a very effective return from the busted hand in Game 5, his second game back. Smart just 6 points on 2 of 9, no steals, just 2 boards in 29 minutes. A team worse, minus 14 on the night. Meanwhile, Semi Ojale, another guy in there for defensive purposes, he got the start for a second straight game. He went scoreless in 22 minutes on the floor. Marcus Morris with an inefficient 14 points in 26 minutes off the bench. He was kneed in the thigh in the second half, came up a bit lame, but he said after the game, ain't no Charlie horse going to keep him away from Game 7. Giannis sent in a cupo, 12 of his 31 points in the fourth quarter. He had 14 rebounds for Milwaukee in the biggest game of his career. He was dominant in the second half of that fourth quarter as well as the Bucks pulled away. Bucks interim head coach Joe Prunty. I thought he played great. I don't think he forced anything. I think he took the opportunities that were there for him. I think he, uh, you know, he knows the spots to get to. Celtics big man Uncle Al Horford on the tough night. Credit to them. Uh, you know, they play play really well at home. They defended, you know, their, their home court like they were supposed to. Um, I felt like game four and six we played much better, but, but you know, it was just at times. Um, we need to, you know, be a little more consistent as a group. Horford also said the young players on the roster will benefit from a game seven in the playoffs. Jalen Brown on Saturday night's decider. This is where home court comes advantage. This is where playing the right way all season comes up great for us. You know, this is where, you know, playing the right basketball all year long is going to come to a benefit in our end. Like game seven, 
Uh, a lot of people haven't experienced it on this team. Game 7 in TD Garden, the atmosphere is crazy. And uh, I expect nothing short of a, a tremendous uh, performance from everybody. And we come out, do what it needs to do to survive in advance. For what it's worth, we do recall back in the 2007-2008 17th banner title season, the Celtics did lose their first six playoff games on the road. With that, we hit the Celtics Express customer service line. Teddy Too Hot, hit me. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. Joining us this time around, two great NBA minds from 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston, Celtics studio host Sean Silver and the NBA mastermind Matt Chin. You can find all over the place, including OTG Basketball, Celtics blog, and hosting the CLNS Celtics postgame show. Sean, how are your spirits today? Well, okay this morning. Uh, certainly hoped for more last night, but didn't go into last night's game expecting more. Uh, teams are holding serve throughout this series, so... Here we are, game seven in our midst. Holding serve, well said. Matt, what's up with you? Yeah, a little emotionally hung over last night to the Celtics post-game show, so I was up till like one in the morning. But uh, disappointing performance by the Celtics. They really just could not find their game. All right, yeah, the Celtics fall in game six on the shores of Lake Michigan, setting up that deciding game seven Saturday night in the North End, gentlemen. The Celtics offense again. Like a car running on two cylinders or something. Every possession seems to be a grind. Coach Stevens with that same starting five he used in Game 5. We saw Semi Ojale in there rather than Aaron Baines. As we head towards a Game 7, Sean, give us the Boston bad thus far in the series and how will that play out Saturday evening? Well, you've seen it manifest in a few ways, and particularly on the road. So that's why I feel a lot better that Game 7 is going to be at TD Garden. Uh, Milwaukee's the more athletic team. We've known that the whole time. It's given the Celtics fits uh, when trying to get to the basket. And yesterday they avoided uh, going to the rim like the plague. Saw them pass out <laughs> of a, a lot of what looked like layup opportunities. And even for a guy who's, you know, six foot ten, seven feet like Al Horford, uh, you know, looks like he has a patch to the basket and is driving and kicking. Uh, that's Brad Stevens' strategy. Last night it didn't exactly work. Uh, they shot 28% from downtown, 37% from the game, and you know, that was basically the result of a lot of contested shot attempts from not very good spots on the floor. That's not going to win you a basketball game, particularly on the road. When you're not hitting shots and the other team's star player uh, is having a big game and they go on these, uh, these runs that they go on, it's going to be really, really tough. Uh, to stand up to so that's what happened uh, and I just hope we don't see that again yeah Sean good point I think the big paradox for me so far has been the Bucks. you know they weren't known as a physical team coming in one of the worst rebounding in fact the worst rebounding team in the playoffs and they've been able to out physical the Celtics in this series thus far I think that's been a big story Matt for you the bad throughout the series how does that manifest Saturday well, the story for these two teams has really been the home and away games for them. I think both teams have really thrived at home and struggled on the road. The overarching uh, kind of analysis for me is which teams defensively can really close up those driving windows. The Celtics just were not helping nearly as well as they were in Game 5 last night, I thought. Um, in Game 5 at home, they were picking up Giannis closer to half court, and that's really the key with him is to not let him get a downhill mm. runway. And that's just... Um, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts with him because he's just going to lay up the ball every single time. Um, the concerning thing with the Celtics is only nine turnovers in a hostile environment, but still we're outscored 
25 to four on the fast break. I thought overall the Celtics actually got pretty decent looks other than that second quarter drought. Uh, they just weren't hitting them. A little bit of home cooking on Saturday night, I think, will inject some uh, an emotional motivation with the Celtics, and they desperately need it coming back to their home floor. All right, Mr. Chin. Yes, yeah, we set up that Game 7. What positives, we'll flip the script here a bit, what positives have you seen throughout the series for the Celtics team now and moving forward, and how do they play out? Well, I think the adjustments, they've definitely figured out a better way to defend Giannis by moving Ojale into the starting lineup and going a little bit smaller. I think uh, even Hor- establishing Horford on the low block, they got away from that last night, and I wish they had gone to it mm. a little bit more, uh, especially with Thon Maker and some pretty terrible foul trouble there in the second half of the game. Uh, so I think the Celtics have found some adjustments that have really worked. And they've just looked like a different team at home in terms of their ball movement, getting multiple drives within one possession and making the Bucks move back and forth defensively, making guys like Eric Bledsoe work on defense because we know, uh, you know, through clips after the fact that Bledsoe's not really going to be the most determined player on the defensive side. So I think when the Celtics are really clicking on all cylinders offensively, they're moving the ball, uh, they're making quick decisions, they're not holding it off of the catch, they're either driving or passing or shooting right off of the catch and, you know, just quick decision-making. I think you can get back to that uh, on your home floor. And when the environment is a little bit less hostile, that Bucks crowd last night was roaring more than I've ever seen a Milwaukee crowd before. Yeah, the Laverne and Shirley's were sauced up for sure. Definitely a great crowd in Milwaukee. It was fun to hear them chant, we want Game 7, all that, etc. Sean, you're one of the most positive guys I know. What's made you smile? And uh, will they continue to do the same in Game 7? Things that make me smile, that, that home court energy. I mean, I am really, really happy that this is a Game 7 at the Garden. Um, I'm sure Marcus Smart is happy, too, because it looked like two completely different players uh, from Game 5 to Game 6. want to see more from Al Horford, uh, a point that Matt made there. Uh, you know, even if it's not establishing himself and, you know, trying to play whatever his version of bully ball is on the, on the low block, just... More offensive attempts, period. Uh, let's get that three-point shot working. Let's spread out the court so the Celtics are able to drive. And, you know, allow some of that comfort to uh, persist for Brown and Tatum. Even though, you know, they haven't been horrible in these road games, I think overall, they just haven't been, uh, say, efficient enough, comfortable enough. You're shooting in your home gym. You know, you're feeding off the energy of the fans. Um, I'm just really happy that Game 7 is back in Boston because I feel like this is a Boston team that, you know, with the uh, with the depth problems that they're having now, I mean, they've really shortened up that bench. Uh, they're just they're going to need something to push them over the top, but it might just be emotion. Saturday night in Boston, real quick, Sean. What happens by about midnight or so? How are we feeling? You know, like I said, the, the home team has been winning these games. I don't expect uh, that trend to change right now. Uh, simple as that, Matt. Yeah, I think the Celtics take it as well. Uh, uh, Obviously, Celtics fans are disappointed that they don't get to see their full health, beacon of health, uh, on the floor, but... You know, they've earned this second overall seed by really grinding in the regular season, and I think the home court advantage is going to really shine through. I'd like to see them run more offense through Horford, not necessarily him just hucking up you know, 25 shots because that's not him, but getting the ball to him and running the offense through him. Uh, Sean hit it right on the head. I think putting Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in better positions. These offensive droughts that the Celtics have, I mean, they're obviously to be expected without Kyrie Irving 
on the floor, but they are just brutal at times. <laughs> and you watch the little the little statistic clicker that uh, NBC Sports Boston <laughs> brings up, where it's Celtics haven't had a field goal make in five minutes, in six minutes, and it's just brutal. I think there are easy ways for them to uh, target uh, their guys to get in better offensive positions. Here's the person I expect to have a big game. Marcus Morris has not really shown up in a huge, meaningful, impactful way this entire series. We saw it time in and time out again later in the regular season that Morris can take over a game. He loses confidence. I expect him to really launch a bunch of shots uh, on Saturday night and live and die by that. Anna Nakupo actually over the last seven and a half minutes outscoring the Celtics by himself in that game to finish <laughs> that one off. And I do think on some level a lot of these young guys do look to Uncle Al Horford as they uh, try and draw some energy from him. You see when he's really involved early in the game, I feel like the Celtics really tend to perform very well. All right, so elsewhere there are actually other series going on across the NBA. Uh, so what has stuck out to you, either a series or a player or a story? Uh, what's really stuck out to you, Matt? I think New Orleans is the obvious choice mm. for me. No one expected them to sweep Portland so handily. Anthony Davis is playing at an incredible level right now, and he's really, I mean, taken them himself out of any sort of trade discussions for this offseason, and Celtics fans can thank Rajon Rondo for that. Yeah, funny bit of twist of fate there. <laughs> Sean, what about you? We're the experts. I mean, we talked these series over not too long ago on the Celtics Express, and uh, neither one of us had New Orleans doing what they did. And, you know, frankly, the, the Pacers giving the, the Cavs a challenge, uh, the Wizards giving Toronto a challenge, uh, those weren't necessarily things that, that I anticipated. I know this is going to be the Warriors' year, or at least in my head. Some people may be picking Houston. Uh, but the Eastern Conference to me is very, very interesting. Uh, flaws for all of the top teams. I expected a lot more out of Cleveland, and right now it's just LeBron and for the Cavs' attack. Um, we'll see what happens as this, uh, this stuff progresses to the second round. Yeah, the Eastern Conference games, guys, often much more compelling than the Western Conference, and I've been telling you guys for months until proven otherwise, the Toronto Raptors are the Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you for your time. Matt, thank you so much. Uh, have fun tomorrow night. I'll talk to you guys next week during after game one of the Sixers. There we go. Hey, Sean. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. Hey, thanks. Always appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to the same thing. I don't mean to seem overconfident, but I should be able to get this done. And looking forward. Bring on Philly. We thank those two for always bringing the heat here on Celtics Express. You can catch Sean on Twitter at the Silver Fox and Matt at Matt Chin NBA. With that, we wrap another episode of your favorite podcast. Thanks, as always, for joining us. I know the cost of your Amazon Prime membership is going up 20 bucks on May 11th. Relax, just breathe, enjoy the convenience. Life is short. Celtics and Bucks, Saturday night in Boston. Until next time, a big thanks to our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our legions of fans, today's guests, Matt Chin and Sean Silver, and of course, Dr. James Naismith. I'm Jay Corwin. We'll see you at the Garden. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.